Welcome to the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Each show is dedicated to the sales professionals that are driven to advance their professional sales careers. Whether that be growing in their sales, management, or leadership roles, or climbing any part of the sales org chart. Each week, we'll be discussing sales, sales management, and sales executive leadership topics, as well as the sales career advancement, best and worst practices we should all be aware of. All right, Chris. So today we're talking about things that don't work in job search. You and I have been recruiting for longer than probably either of us would care to admit. Um, but what, what I'd like to do today is maybe talk about some of the things that are working, some of the things that aren't working in job search that, that, you know, we can tell people are just doing the wrong things or not even aware of the right things that they need to be doing. So what I'd like to do is let's, let's talk about our, our, maybe our top five list of stuff that is not working in job search today, specifically sales uh, job search, because two sales recruiters get together. That's all we're going to talk about is sales. Talk about sales. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go through uh, one at a time. What, what is one of the things on your, this just ain't working list? So hitting the apply button. Oh, apply. man indeed or you know linkedin or whatever it's just once you do that it just gets then into a huge pile of resumes the uh, hr person or recruiter at the company is going to keyword match it if your keywords aren't there you're never going to get seen so uh, even if you're by far the best candidate for that position if you send in or you hit the just apply button you're doing yourself a major disservice yeah. All right. So you stole my probably number one on the list, the one click, that easy apply button. You know, it, it doesn't serve the employer because like you mentioned, you're just in this massive uh, stack of applicants that frankly, you're, you're not differentiating yourself. You're not right. going to stand out in a good way. And also, that one click easy apply button, people just smash that thing for everything that comes up as their search results. And, and you can tell that in, in many cases, when you know when people are using that one click apply, when I was in corporate recruiting, it was like, yep, didn't read it, didn't read the job ad, didn't read the job description. And, uh, and it, so it doesn't serve the employee or the prospective employee. It doesn't serve the employer because they're just inundated in this sea of applicants. And I think it honestly, it only serves um, Indeed. Yeah. That way they can say, hey, we sent you, you know, for each job, we sent you over 150 within yeah. just seven days or whatever. And they, they just get to boast about all these, you know, th this slew of applicants that they send to companies. And, and um, yeah, you, you see that on Indeed and, and, um, what are the other ones like, uh, zip recruiter, zip recruiter, yeah. terrible. They just, they just throw, they're just slinging resumes. Hey, hey, hey it's easy to apply. All right. Yeah. So I mean, that doesn't help. A lot of non-relevant people and it's, you know, you got to think about it. The people that are recruiting for the company or the HR are busy people. They have things to do. Yep. So they're not going to manually go through 150 resumes. Yep. 
All right, so l let me go with uh, one of mine, and it's just applying. So we had the, the one-click apply and just apply for everything, and, and this one is just applying and doing nothing else and thinking that that's going to get it done because um, you got tons of competition right now, especially with millions of people uh, filing, let's say a million people applying for unemployment on a weekly basis over the past many, many weeks, you've got so much competition that you're up against. You really think that you doing the exact same thing as the other 100 people that applied on day one is gonna help you to stand out in a good way? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. So if, if you're applying only, you're, you're just, again, in that sea of applicants hoping that somehow you'll stand out in all of this white noise. Right. The Sales Career Leveling Podcast is sponsored by Zagworks. Far too many low performers have gotten great at selling themselves to HR and faux sales recruiters. Contact Michael G. Cox at zagworks.com to eliminate the risk in sales recruiting once and for all. All right, what's one of yours? Uh, reaching out to HR directly. Okay. Yeah. It, why, what do you not like about that? I like the fact that they're at least reaching out. Well, that, that's the true, true. I mean, at least they're going above and beyond. Yeah. But, you know, you really want to reach out to the decision maker. So who, yeah. who's the decision maker at this company? They're, they're the ones that you're going to make their life easier if they hire you. So, you know, we're talking C CROs, uh, VPs, CEOs, um, you know, you need to reach out to them directly. Now, I'm not saying reaching out to HR is not better than applying, hitting the apply button, because that definitely yeah. is. But again, their job is to screen people. They're busy. They have things to do. But if you reach out to a decision maker in sales and you get their ear and you can show them how good you are, I, I can guarantee you they're going to take you over to HR and say schedule an appointment with this person yep okay so um i like that definitely it, it could be even just reaching out to a hiring manager yeah. um and and basically anybody within that that um that org chart uh that that chain of command that you might be reporting into connecting with those individuals and um trying to let them know, hey, I did apply. And now, you know, I, I want to talk to you about the opportunity. And it shows that that you're actually putting in some some initiative on this thing. Definitely like that. Okay. Uh, one of mine right here is, let's see, asking for a job. Now, if you, let's say, Chris, you're hiring and I am networked with you and we've been connected and we actually know each other. Mm -hmm. um, you, If I'm looking for a job and I see that your company is applying, the, 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 the low skill move is to say, hey, Chris, I see that you're applying uh, or that you're hiring. I'd like to apply. And, and what that does is it creates this awkward tension and, and typically the answer that you're going to get is going to be something like, yeah, okay, I'll send your information over to HR, which 
isn't exactly the best way to go about doing this. Rather than doing that, I would recommend connecting with Chris and say, hey man, I, I joined the workforce again. I am actively looking for a new job because whatever that reason is. Right, right now, more so than anything else, that reason is because of coronavirus. Sure. And, and I, I'm now looking actively because everybody got furloughed or everybody got laid off right. um, along with me. Now, um, the, the better move, I think, is to say, I'd like to, you know, could I just take five minutes of your time so we can talk about um, my experience and how I might better be able to package that for uh, my consumer, other hiring managers. And then when we get on the phone, you say something to the effect of, you know, ask a few basic questions that are highlighting your experience. And it's going to be kind of like, um, you know, I've got five years experience selling in enterprise sales and, and I've got like eight years experience selling mid market or mid cap those, those two to $10 billion companies. And uh, should I focus my resume more on who I sold to or how I was, you know, blowing out these numbers. And I mean, I averaged 120% of my quota every single year. Right. Um, so I always hit budget and then you get some solid feedback and, and you say, great. Hey man, I appreciate that feedback. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to act on that. And if it's okay with you, I'm going to send you my updated resume and you can check out my profile with those recommendations. Let me know what you think. And Oh, by the way, do you know of any other organizations that may currently be hiring or, I might need, I should maybe go after, do you have contacts at other organizations? And what you're doing is basically saying, I'm looking, I'm good. And, and I've, I've got all this experience. You've taken the opportunity to tell them. Um, and then ask if they know of other organizations. Now what that's going to do to him is it's a low pressure way for him to think about, well, geez, Mike might be good here. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's not so aggressive and it, it's, it's not forcing people to tell you no. It's making them think about yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, that's a, that's a great one. Um, I mean, reaching out to them in a low pressure way is definitely going get to get you in a lot easier than going straight at them and saying, hey, you know, I, I'm looking for a job. I mean, think about it in a sales perspective. If you went straight at somebody and said, Hey, Mike, this is what I do. Can we meet tomorrow at two o'clock? I mean, yeah, that's, you know, you, look, I don't know who you are. I've never, you know, that, and it's, it's going to just kind of put a, not a bad light on you, but I mean, it'll, you're just doing your job. But the reality is, is that, um, you know, people don't like to be pressured. Yeah. People, you know, well, you th like think about, th think about all those messages that I know you get. I, I get them all the time um, from, people that say, hey, let's connect because we're, you know, I want to connect with like-minded individuals. You came up as a recommendation. They give you that low-key chill, kind of like they're setting up a very low level of commitment for us to connect. So I connect and then 30 seconds later, I get, this is what I do. You want some? Yeah. Nope. It's like, dude, yeah. no. So you just, it's, it's what we call the asshole. 
Yeah. Like, you literally just connected to me today and you're asking for a commitment from me today. Yep. Like, chill, pump your brakes. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to, another way to kind of go about it too, is like you said, if it's a particular company, um, you know, you can do some research on them and Hey, maybe they just got some funding, maybe this, or maybe the person you're reaching out to, maybe it was quoted an article, wrote an article and you can say, Hey, I read your article. You know, you had some really great points about this. I'm looking to get into a not necessarily a company like yours, but I've been laid off because of COVID. I was yeah. wondering if you'd give me, like you said, five minutes of your time just to review my resume, talk to me and give me any input that you can, um, that you can do. And like you said, a you know, a low key way at the end of it saying, do you know anybody? Because yeah. I mean, at that point they're, they're, they, they they go, Hey, this guy sounds awesome. What, what am I, why am I got an open position? Why don't, why am I not talking to him or her? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it, it's doing it in a way that that's forcing them to think about you as a viable candidate because you laid it all out. These are the, the, this is the experience that I, that I have and I bring and actually meets all the requirements of your job because I read that job description. So it's, it's a much better approach. So anyhow, all right, Chris, what's your, what's your next one? What do you got? Not taking the time to optimize your LinkedIn profile. Took another one of mine. Another one of yours. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? LinkedIn profiles are critical nowadays. Um, I mean, they're, they're like your online resume. Uh, you don't want to put your resume on there like you have it, you know, word for word. But what you want to do is obviously think about the keywords that someone might search for when they're looking for you. Uh, make sure you have things like your city of where you're located. I saw a stat recently that, um, you know, 26% of um, 20 all right, let's scratch that. You may have to edit that out because uh, I can't remember what the hell it was. But you, you want to make sure you have an image, um, you know, professional image. Do a background as well. Uh, yep. You know, I see a lot of people who just have the, the LinkedIn blue sky. I don't even know what that is. But that, that banner, the LinkedIn banner update. Yeah, the LinkedIn banner, which makes no sense to me what it is. Um, but go to Canva.com. And I know Michael, uh, you know, he, he does this quite a bit too. And just create a free one if you want to. Just stand out. Or, you know, when I was first getting started on LinkedIn, someone told me just, you know, have a different background. I just went out and got a um, skyline picture of Atlanta. And yeah. you, you know, I mean, so it's, it's simple things like that. Um, where you, when you're in your LinkedIn profile, you know, make sure you're putting the value proposition in there. So why would I want to reach out to you? Um, you know, if I'm a recruiter, I want to see that you've hit quota, like you said, you know, mm -hmm. for the last 10 years or whatever it is. Um, you know, you can say a little bit about the companies you've worked for, but your LinkedIn profile is for you. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, especially if you're, if you're unemployed or looking for work. Um, so I would say take the time and uh, optimize that. Or there are people out there that will do it for you. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's really up to you. And, but it, I think it's critical nowadays to have that done. Yeah. Didn't you write an article or, or, or like a LinkedIn post on how to do that? I did a, I think it was four part series. Oh my gosh. On LinkedIn of how to do that. Anybody on the call that, that, um, overkill. Uh, well, you know, you can't, you don't get 1300 characters in each post. So that's okay. But anybody who's on this, uh, you know, that, that wants, um, you know, a document that I can send over to them, you know, feel yeah. free. To cool. Um, 
All right, you took that one. So my last one that I've got is using a lame resume. And, and part of that is the only time anybody ever thinks about updating a resume is when, oh, I need to go find a job. And then you're scrambling left and right to try and find the stuff. And that's another issue, the stuff that needs to go on a resume. And, you know, what happens at that point is, well, you don't know what you accomplished last quarter, last year, and with specific numbers. And we're talking about primarily sales um, resumes. So my recommendation with that, and, and we're starting to get into the what is working, but my recommendation with that is update your resume every three months. Just put it on your calendar, update your resume with what you accomplished in the last quarter. Doing that, then you don't have to go back and try and think, okay, did I, okay, I know I hit quota. I went to President's Club, Winner Circle. It was awesome, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know by how much. Yeah. I don't remember those large accounts that I could mention or what the dollar amount was that I grew my territory. Uh, did I hit my, my new business quota? Um, how many new dollars did I bring in in 2013 kind of thing? So update your, your resume on every quarter with the stuff that you've accomplished. You're going to have this massive document and that's fine when it's time to actually apply for a job. What you're going to do is just take from that living document and build your resume very easily with a, a easy cut and paste. Yeah. And, um, the, the process that, that I recommend when using this is it's called an art, A-R-T. And it's action verb. It's how, this is how you build your, your resume that is, that is focused on accomplishments. Your accomplishment is an art. It starts with an action verb. Then you have your results that are quantified. And then you have a time frame. So an example would be something like in fiscal year 2019, I grew my territory by, then you've you got to quantify, it's going to be by, let's say, 33% year over year. So you have your, your time frame. And, and you, can, you can say it like, grew my territory by 33% year over year, FY19, and mm. you're done. And, and, and that, that's a very large accomplishment, but you can get much smaller. Um, it can be activity-based, uh, averaged or, or, or uh, cold-called 73 companies per day, you know, every day, weekly in 2019, whatever that may be. So that's, that's mine. Is, and because we see sales resumes so often, the biggest problem that I have is they're actually not telling us what they accomplished. They're, they're focusing on duties and responsibilities rather than accomplishments. So, yeah, that's a good one. I, I don't have that one on my list, but yes. I mean, like, like, like you said, it's, uh, you know, when do you need a resume? When you need a job, you're looking for a job. Exactly. You're scrambling, you're trying to put everything together. And, you know, especially in a sales perspective, a lot of it's numbers and activity based. So mm -hmm. like you said, you may forget what you did three years ago. You may, you could have been in a company five years and they say, Hey, what did you do in 2017? Uh, but if you have it in that living document, like you said, you can just go in, 
start to create your resume and just pull out the most important bullet points or the, you know, the parts from that. So that's a great idea. Now, now check this out. Using your resume, we all think it's just for finding a job. But we all, when we were in sales, it was always about what have you done for me lately? And the best way to do that when you walk into your, your boss's 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 office and he says, so tell me about your year or, you know, we're, we're, it looks like we're making some cuts. You are suddenly armed with all the stuff that you've done last quarter and the last three quarters of the last three years. And you can walk into there armed with this information that says, this is what I've done for you lately. And it's a pattern. I've done it many times i'm going to keep doing this but at least you're walking in with some actual information that is quantified and measurable rather than everybody else who doesn't up their, update their resume but maybe once every two or four years or just when they're looking for a job you're now armed with the stuff that you can share when you're doing that yearly review or that quarterly review and and you're going to stand out and, and you're going to be able to defend yourself when you say you know cut me off some of that change yeah exactly <laughs> no, that's a great idea yeah i love that and also too you can add that to your linkedin profile as you go along so yeah definitely yeah absolutely yeah and, and the, the you know that linkedin profile like you mentioned and the resume those are the two documents that go before you they represent you mm -hmm. when you're out looking for a job and if those things aren't on point are you really going to stand out in the way that, that you should? And, and are they really going to represent you well? Sure. So we're not, we're not telling people to do this for us, although it would make my life easier if um, the candidates that I'm representing had that stuff ready to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you took my last uh, one, which was LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Baby. You got any more? Um, not really. I think, you know, I have one that like, you know, not reaching out through a direct message, um, you know, only using the apply button and uh, maybe their email, but LinkedIn is a powerful tool. So you need to take advantage of that. Uh, I tell people, you know, who are looking for a job, I'm like, go to sales navigator. Yeah. And you get 30 days free, try it out. You know, you can get a lot of information out of that. If you don't yeah. like, you don't have to pay for it. But you know, you might as well take advantage of it. But that was really it, just, you know, trying to stay in front of someone through, through LinkedIn. Obviously, you can tell I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. So do you have any examples of what is working right now? Yes. And it kind of builds back into the, uh, the sales navigator I was talking about. You're in, you're in sales. Treat, treat your job search as a, a sales job. So what do you do in a sales job? You get a territory, you get a list of companies, you start calling them, you start emailing them, you know, in goal trying to, uh, you know, get an appointment with them. So you're trying to get a, a obviously a, um, an interview, but again, go to the higher ups first initially um, and try to get in front of them. Just whoever the decision maker is, you know, start top, top and work top down if you need to, mm -hmm. but treat it like a sales job. So, Know how many connections you made that day or requests you made that day, how many people you reached out to, how many emails you sent, how many responses that, you know, that that's all going to come into play because again, it's going to be your metrics, which yep. is what you would get judged on, um, you know, at any new position. So 
treat it like a sales job. Um, I tell everybody this. I'm like, you already know what to do. I mean, you've sold stuff before, so just sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you had kind of mentioned this earlier, but um, one of my tips or, or things that is working right now in job search is networking mm-hmm. um, within your industry and within your market. So if you are in the BPO industry, obviously you know all of your competitors or you, or you damn well better. Yeah. Um, and, and you want to stay in that industry, then you need to connect, get this, you need to connect with all the VPs of sales. Yep. A bunch of their directors and sales managers and build those relationships through LinkedIn. Everybody in sales is on LinkedIn pretty much. Um, Build that, build that network because, you know, you're going to need that and and it's going to make the job search a whole lot easier when you're ready to make a move from one company to another that is in the same space. And oh, by the way, you're already connected to a bunch of the people at that organization. And you've already exchanged messages just to make sure that they know who you are. Yeah. So that, that, that's a big one. Got any others? I think networking is huge. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah. Another tip I've seen a lot of people have success with, personal videos. How so? So as opposed to just picking up the phone and calling somebody, leaving a message or sending them an email, you create a personal video uh, you can even do a landing page with this. You know, if, if people, it's just a, a lot. I've seen a landing page. It's just a one pager and it, you know, you can highlight um, your accomplishments, but if you get on video, the person can see you, they can see your mannerisms. They can see, and you can tout yourself of what you've been able to do. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It's just standing out, you know, and it's, um, it's not the norm. Um, so if you show that you'll go the extra mile to get in front of someone, then yep. that, that's going to show that you're aggressive or not necessarily aggressive, but, but you'll figure out ways to get in front of a, a yeah. customer as opposed to just going after the same normal routine. Yeah. I like that. I've actually seen that. I saw one yesterday. Um, gentleman sent me, uh, he, I believe he's in San Diego. He sent me a, a LinkedIn message. He attached his resume and also not only on just not only on the, on his resume, but in the message itself, he included a very short link, which took him, took me to his website, which was his last name, first or first name and last name.com. And the first thing that shows up is a, is a you know big window that shows him in the video and you just click play and you hear him introduce himself and give you a quick overview of his experience, his accomplishments, and and he provides some numbers about, you know, how successful he has been in sales and then provides his contact information. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way for, for prospective employers to, to just get a, get a more, get maybe a, a more holistic view of an individual. Yeah. So, I mean, and that, that stood out to you. So, you know, like I said, you think about it, if I, I came to you with two separate people, they basically had the same accomplishments. One of you sends a resume and one of you sends a link to a video with their accomplishments. And Who, their resume. Yeah. And their resume. Yeah. And their resume. Sorry. 
who are you going to be more likely to reach out to? If you can only reach out to one. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guy that Veo really helps to uh, accelerate that that relationship a whole lot more than than just uh, uh, email. Yeah, definitely. All right, so art on your resume and LinkedIn profile. That that action word, action verb. Sorry, um, the the results quantified plus time frame equals accomplishment. Yeah. Follow that formula. It's super easy. Do that on your on your LinkedIn profile and your resume, and you'll be heads and shoulders above everybody else. Um, definitely. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, absolutely. Got another one? Um, not really. I think that those are the main things. I think we've kind of hit everything of what's not working and part of what we talked about during what's not working. You can you know, extrapolate what is working. Yeah. Um, I, I just say, I mean, my, you know, kind of closing remarks is don't just hit the apply button. I mean, you know, everybody's doing that. It's easy. It's quick. It's fast. I get it. But you, you've got to do something to stand out. You know, mm -hmm. you have to, in this market, just have to do something to stand out and hitting apply just is not going to do it. So yeah. I mean, that, that'd be the main thing I tell anybody is, is just stand out. Yeah. The, the thing about the apply button and the, that easy apply, one click apply thing, and then just applying, it gives the, the applicant a false sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like you've actually done something. And, and that the danger in that is, again, it's only serving that job board. Indeed, or, or Monster, if they're still around, or Career Builder, whoever they are. Um, it, it's, it's not serving you as the applicant. No. And the, the volume that it creates for employers, you know, HR and recruiting and hiring managers, it's, it's not helping them. Nope. So don't, don't, don't think that you're actually getting something good done by right. relying on that button. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing I want to say is I talked about not reaching out to HR directly. I don't want to bag on HR. They have a job to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're just doing their job. They're, they're busy people. Um, they just, you know, again, going directly to the decision maker is always going to be prefer preferable to going to HR. Yeah, definitely. Um, building that relationship and then having an HR, uh, a, I remember when I would have a sales manager or a sales director or a VP of sales turn to me and say, Hey, I've been talking to this guy for the past several months or weeks or days, or I just heard from this person, mm -hmm. check him out. He right. mentioned that he had applied or maybe he hasn't applied and they just send me that resume. I want to, right. I want you to speak to this candidate. Suddenly guess who's at the front of the line. Line, yeah. So that, that, that carries a lot of weight. Definitely. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, the last bit of advice that I have is going to be probably a, the next podcast that we're going to have. And that is speak their language. When you're speaking to a VP of sales, talk about gross profit margins. When you're speaking to a sales manager, talk about revenue. Yeah. Everybody's basically wants to hear about your accomplishments. Everybody wants to hear about your accomplishments in their terms. 
and what matters to them. And the clue here is, so you can figure out what matters to them, start thinking about how they are compensated. So if they're compensated on revenue, that's probably what matters to them. If they're compensated on the bottom line number versus top line number, talk about that and how you affected those things. But we'll dive into that next time a little bit more and uh, look forward to chatting with you guys again. Chris, muchos nachos, muchachos. Adios. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. for joining us on the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and if you would be so kind, share this podcast with a fellow sales professional. If you are a sales professional and would like to connect, have a guest, and or topic suggestion, please find Chris Stinson and Michael G. Cox on LinkedIn or email careerleveling 